we begin. And we are so excited to present a story adapted from the podcast, Darknet Diaries. It's a day in the life of one teenager who goes by the name of Finn. And it turns out not to be just any other day. And the boy's real name isn't even Finn. Listeners, please note, this piece does contain some explicit language. My name's Finn, and I'm 16 years old, and I'm a, I'm a computer hacker. I do not look like a, your stereotypical African-American, I'd say, from uh, obviously the way I talk to the way I dress. I mean, I'm wearing Naruto socks right now, so. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure one day I'll probably show my face Finn won't show his face because of something he did during his first year in high school. For him, that first year was a major transition. He'd been to private schools, he'd been homeschooled, but he'd never attended a public school. I went from having, say, around four five kids in my class that, you know, I would become good friends with, where now I have seven different classes, 20 different students, nobody that I know. <laughs> It was like uh, if you reintroduced um, the main character back into society, like, so anything can go wrong. I think it's Murphy's Law. If it can go wrong, it likely will go wrong. And in this case, it, it actually did. So the story begins one Friday in the fall. It was right before Thanksgiving break. Finn woke up and began his usual morning routine. My day started off with me watching the show Mr. Robot. Hello, friend. Finn's on the bus, watching Mr. Robot on his tablet. I watched it before, after school. It was... Back then, Mr. Robot was like the coolest thing to me. Was there a certain character you connected to in Mr. Robot? I would say Elliot the most, dealing with loneliness. The main character in Mr. Robot, this guy Elliot, is an introverted computer hacker in a dark hoodie. He tries to save the world from corporate greed, and he also talks to a voice in his head. That's a slippery slope. You're only in my head. We have to remember that. Yeah, I'd say we, we both are lonely in our own ways, if you will. But I know for me, it's like uh, going through high school. I was always just feeling alone. I always stuck to myself, never really talked to anyone. Finn gets to school, throws his tablet in his backpack, and heads to class. My first period was my computer class. I was failing my computer class, ironically. My second period was math, and Lord God, did I hate that period. Third period is health. So I'm sitting in that class and we're watching um, this video called Super Size Me. Guy eats McDonald's. I'm not into seeing a guy eat. That's kind of kind of weird. And I got super bored super quick. So I, uh, I whip out my tablet. This was a $52 tablet from Walmart. 
I would compare it to your average script kitty's tablet. <laughs> it had an anonymous wallpaper. The apps on it were um, from this app, um, I think Budtroid. It was an app that had a bunch of the uh, apps used for penetration testing. The app on his tablet is a toolkit for finding weaknesses in a network. There, there was a, another guy who um, was also a hacker. And we both came up with the goal of um, finding the, the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> so while Super Size Me is playing, Finn and his friends start exploring the school's network. There's, there's two Wi-Fi networks. So you have the BYOD, which is um, the bring your own device policy. And then you have the Wi-Fi that um, was only for the teachers. So you were able to see what they had downloaded, what they were holding on their computer, the certain drives and stuff like that. As Finn skims through the files, one specific server catches his eye. I was definitely curious as to why was this particular server open? As a 14-year-old, I'm like, this, this isn't right. This shouldn't be open like this. That's when I'd started, um, I guess, what, what I like to call my uh, Hulk mode. <laughs> Hulk mode. So I went around um, just looking for any and everything. If something looked interesting, I was saving it. So what I would do is I would get the folder and open Google Drive on like the browser. And I would copy and paste the files into there. That way there was no paper trail of me actually downloading the files. So Finn downloads a bunch of files from this shared folder. And that shared folder happened to be the principal's computer. I didn't know who the guy was the principal at first. I thought there's nothing interesting in this, but I, I guess I still will take a look. And so I'm, I'm scrolling down uh, about 180 files. Finn finds a copy of the principal's hunting license, his driver's license, and a bunch of the student and faculty information. And I'm like, okay, that's, what, what more is there? Like, I, there has to be more than this. So I'm at the bottom of the uh, page, and there's this little Word document file titled Passwords. 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 Immediately, I, I facepalm myself, because... I, I was quite ashamed that this is what it had came to, that someone was saving passwords not only in a Word document, but it was unprotected and it was obviously labeled. So I opened the uh, file. I see at the bottom of the text document, he has a Twitter password. So you, you've seen uh, Mr. Robot. I would say it's more like the moments where Elliot's kind of like uh, talking to himself. Please tell me you're seeing this too. So I'm, I'm in that phrase where I'm like, okay, I've got two options that I can do here. I could go to whoever I can even think of, report this, or I can have a little fun. It's now lunchtime. Finn collects his stuff, heads to the lunchroom, and looks for his friends. So I'm sitting at lunch with my buddies. You know, I'm still thinking about this passwords folder. Because at this point, it's itching my brain. It's like 
like, come on, dude, like, do something. So I'm like, all right, let's just see if he really is this dumb. I go through the list of passwords. So I tried the first one on his Twitter, doesn't work. Tried the second one on Twitter, doesn't work. And so I make it to, I, I guess, the oh, 11th one. And I'm like, if this doesn't work, then shoot the guys. Guys unhackable. So I enter it in, not expecting anything to happen. I look up and my friends are joking. And then I look back down at my, my tablet and all I see is Twitter would like to use your location. Do you want to allow this? All the noise around me just stopped. Oh, this worked. What do I? What do I do? I've never really made it this far. Like I, I made deface pages. I didn't get into the website. So this was the first time that I had like really, really like got into something. I'm like at a crossroads. So I'm like super excited. But at the same time, I'm like super worried, and it, it all kind of hit me. It was like, yo, I could go to jail for this. Um, and that's where uh, hell breaks loose. Finn starts posting stuff on the principal's Twitter account, and then quickly deletes it right after his friends see it. So I would post something like, uh, "God bless the KKK" or something edgy, and then quickly delete it and. They were just laughing. Mind you, the principal is, no joke, two, two steps away from us, sitting at a table. <laughs> so everyone was like, dude, you've got some, like, balls. My little kid self comes out again. He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I want to see how far I can really take this. Do I have balls still? Next, I'm like, what if I went to the website? So I, I went to the, the that school's official main webpage. I I first scanned the page using this app called Admin Panel Finder. It looks for stereotypical admin page logins. I, I found the one for the website. I knew the principal's email. Everyone's email is set up the same. So you have last name dot first name at school. So this was pretty common sense type of knowledge. So I enter in this email. I realize, what if he's using the password for his Twitter for this? At this point, I'm already pretty screwed, if not. Why not? But I'm, I'm more pissed at this point because I'm like, this, this is stupid. Why and how do you allow this to happen? So I click the enter button and I'm like, okay. And I look up and my friends are like, dude, dude, that's awesome. And then one of my friends who I, I call him the, the bad luck guy, because I, I swear on everything that he jinxed me. He was like, dude, you're going to get in trouble. And then got up and walked away. I'm now worried, excited, scared, and pissed. I'm not thinking straight. If you were to ask me one plus one at that point, I probably would have said 52. <laughs> I look back down at my tablet and I'm in. Finn now has logged into the school's main website as the principal. And this website has things like announcements and school closures, upcoming events and teachers' bios. 
but Finn's access only allows him to change the principal's bio. So I'm like, now like just everyone, man. I wiped everything. So his pictures, that was deleted off this website. His biography, that was deleted. His email, gone. His phone number, gone. If anything associated with him was gone. So I couldn't upload um, anything more than the name. So I took his name, deleted it, and I put hacked by handle that I used to use. And then I uploaded this image from the game Watch Dogs. And I uploaded that as the image of him pretty much flicking off the camera. After I pulled that, I start writing, I said, the school name, the main IT guy, um, my principal and the board of education. After that, I click post. Lunch is over. Finn heads to his next class. I'm walking into my um, literature class. I'm, I'm kind of like in this uh, surreal state. And so there's this kid who I sit next to and me and him were talking. And so I was like, dude, can I like tell you something? And he was like, yeah, what's up? And so I showed him the, the school website and he was like, dude, did you, did you do that? I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, you need to like, don't do anything else, man. Like chill, like don't do anything else, bro. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then a bell rings out of nowhere. I thought they were going to call me up to the office on the intercom. So, like, everything is going off in my head. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, what? But it turns out to be just the second lunch bell, which might have been a wake-up call. I guess you could say that was kind of, like, what set me off again. I'd go into the Twitter... Again, I go through the procedure, wipe his name, I change his image, put uh, hacked by handle that I used to use. Finn proceeds to tweet as the principal. Guess he just got hacked. <laughs> and that was the first post. He then posts the principal's social security number and other private info. I, I pretty much almost... 90% of people who were following him were liking the post that I was posting. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little uh, a little bit cocky again at this point. Finn goes on to post links to Pastebin, where he's posting private documents. The first is... Employee data list. It's their name, their birthday, their addresses, their phone numbers, what car they drive, their license plate, their park, where they park. It was super detailed. And then he does another post. Students' parents' name, email, location, phone number. And then another post of all student emails. I posted the list of everybody's email and then everybody's password. And then I think I capped it off with, like, the Board of Education and and the main IT guy because he was not doing his job. I felt like he, he failed not only me, but... He failed my friends, my teachers, the parents, my mom. I felt like he failed everybody. And that that's what, I guess, really set me off. Okay. Because, I mean, in my mind, it's like a little bit wanting attention, a little bit flexing, right? Showing people what you can do. Yeah, I'll definitely say a little bit of it was to flex a little bit. What kept you going? Like, there's something in your head that said... 
I probably shouldn't do this, but then something made you do it anyways. The, uh, that's a very simple answer. It, it was the uh, adrenaline. <laughs> it was the excitement. It broke my day-to-day norm. And somehow, this whole time, Finn's teacher doesn't notice he's on his tablet. Because I was in the back of the classroom, mind you, so she has to pay attention to 20 other students, which is it's another reason I hate public school. My friend, the, the guy I was talking to, he's like, dude, put the tablet up. Okay, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm done. So I, I put the, the tablet in my bag, and at that point, we're pretty much near the end of literature class. Finn grabs his backpack and walks to the next class. I feel like I'm in terrors. Like I'm carrying a, a bomb and nobody knows it but me. I felt like at any moment, Secret Service was going to pop out of nowhere and like just black bag over my head and I'm gone. So I'm like, oh. Jesus, what did I do? I think I may have up on it. I don't know. I just tried to get my mind off of it while I was walking. I'm at about two steps away from the door of my history class. This kid who I knew, who used to be um, an anonymous, he passed me and he's like, yo, dude, did you hear? Somebody hacked the principal's Twitter. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe it's just him, who knows. I walk into class, everybody's talking about it. Holy shit. how quick does news get around? I mean, I, I was scared. This was my first giant, like, hack. This was like hacking, uh, this was like when Dade Murphy hacked to the Gibson. Like, it, no, it's more like when Joey hacked to the Gibson. It's like, whoa. I didn't, I didn't know this is how much I could do. Out of the blue, the intercom comes on. At this point, obviously I'm shaking. And they call Code Yellow. So Code Red is like an active shooter, or there is a definite threat in the school. The Code Yellow is where they're like, we don't know if this happened in the school or out the school. When the Code Yellow happens, all doors are, are locked. Only the administrators are able to get it. You're locked in. So I'm like, okay, okay, maybe, uh, maybe it's not me. Maybe some idiot called in a bomb threat. And at that point, I hear the doors of the main building open. I hear a cop radio. The principal's like super pissed. He's pissed, sad, confused. I, I could I could see where he was coming from. I, I guess you could say I, I felt his emotion. So they're trying to calm him down. They go through one of the classrooms. You don't hear nothing. It's dead silent for five minutes. Uh, I'm at my desk just sitting there. After those five minutes, our door opens. It's the assistant principal. So he goes and he's like, okay, everyone, I need to see your phone. Press the power button and let me see what you're logging on. So he goes through everyone on the right side and I'm now like, I'm on panic mode. If I, I probably looked like a crackhead. <laughs> I'm like visibly shaken. If he sees that I have my towel on my desk, he's going to want a second. So not even thinking twice, I slide the tablet behind the file cabinet to where I can still get it, like when I'm about to leave. Then he's like, okay. He radios in all clear and walks out. After that, 10 minutes goes by. 
the intercom comes back on and the lady announces, The code yellow is over. Everyone have a nice day. Finn grabs his tablet from behind the cabinet, throws it in his backpack, and starts heading for the bus to go home. At that point, I'm uh, not only am I just shaking physically, I'm pretty much in tears. And I, I get on the bus, and everyone's on the bus is talking about it. Even the uh, guy who I was working with, he was even talking about it. Said, um, "Whoever hacked the school is a idiot." <laughs> At one point, I was God, and now I'm the devil in an instant. It's like I had power in my hand, and I blinked, and it was gone. I I up. Whenever I usually make a mistake, I can usually find a way to be like, okay, I'll fix it this way or another way. It's like if you took a sledgehammer to a computer. There's no way I could go back and and fix this this time. I just breathed, I guess. It was like taking your last, uh, having your last meal before you go into jail. This this is my last time probably being here. I had my little old tablet and I, I turned it back on and I plugged in my headphones and I listened to music all the way home. I got home and I I just sat on my bed, like, just thinking. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't necessarily worried, worried, but I was still, you know, like, a little bit on the edge. I just sat there and tried to forget. Every day after school, I always messaged my mom. Because, I mean, that, that's my mom. I want to make sure she's okay. So I messaged her, and she was like, so how was school? I don't know. What in the hell made me tell her? And I was like, yeah, someone leaked the principal's information. I asked him, did you have any involvement in it? I don't know what made me ask him that, but I did. And that's Finn's mother. Uh, of course, at that time, he lied to me. And I think that's when... She knew that, yeah, he he did something, and he's not telling me. The school called me and asked me, could I bring um, Finn's tablet to the school? And so um, I did, because Finn had told me that he had no involvement in the situation. So she came into my room, she was like, hey, where's your tablet? And I was like, oh, it's right here. She was like, I need to see it for a little bit. And so I said, okay. I thought maybe she needs to do something. I didn't think too much of it. Finn's mom took the tablet to school, and that's when they told her about the hack. I stayed at the school while they did their little investigation, um, trying to figure out if this was actually the tablet that had done it. It had a code on it, so I had to call Finn and ask him what was the code. If I had known, I would have definitely wiped my uh, tablet before giving it to her. (laughs) So the code that I had uh, given her was to the tablet's safe mode. So Finn gave us some kind of mix-up code. I was there for three hours. After three hours, the school does determine the tablet was used in this hack because of a matching MAC address. I had I was had mixed emotions. One, my kid did this. Like, are you sure we're talking about the same kid? 
And then the other part of me was, wow, like, he did this. I didn't understand why he had done it, because it, it just, it didn't make sense. You would have thought that maybe something would have happened that would have triggered this event. Maybe, like, he got in trouble at school, went to the principal's office, something of that nature. But none of that had happened prior to this incident. So Finn's mom drives home and has a talk with her son. Yes. Uh, yes. We're just going to go with that. Yes. We talked. I'm sitting in her room. My stepdad's in there. He really didn't have no reason why he did what he did. And I think that was the hardest part, was trying to understand why and not getting a why. It, that was the first time I think I've ever really seen my mom cry. I, I would get hit with a nuclear bomb for, for my mom. I would die for her. But I had I'd hurt her. And I, I didn't want to ever feel that again. We talked. I, I can't even remember what we talked about. A few minutes go by. Two cops enter the house. Your heart drops because you know that it's something because you just left the school and you're wondering like, dang, how'd they get them here so fast? That was number one. And then number two is like, are they going to take my child out of my house right now? And then as a parent, there's nothing I could do right now in this moment to fix it. There's nothing I can do to protect him from this moment. I was just like, shoot, this happened way too damn quick. At least let me have some time to think at least. I was worried not about going to jail, but how my brothers and sisters would be affected by seeing me go to jail. So at the time, I was also on the phone with my parents. And then my mom was like, hey, y'all need to stop talking to them. You need to get a lawyer. So at that time, I had to tell them that we no longer could talk to them. And of course, they didn't like that, but they knew that they had to go because they weren't there with any warrants of arrest and the cops leave. Now I'm in panic mode, and I knew that this was about to be bad. I didn't realize at that time how bad it was about to get, but I knew it was bad. By 10 p.m. that night, the school's website was back to normal, and the tweets were deleted. But there were a lot of views to that private information that was posted, so it's impossible to know how many copies were made and who had it. That weekend, the family found a lawyer, and police asked Finn's mom to bring him down to the station. The police took his fingerprints and a mugshot and let him go home. I was suspended. I was not to come back at all. I couldn't even be within 50 feet of a school computer. The school suspended him permanently and informed the family that they would be taking him to court. He now had to go to an alternative school, a place that kids with behavioral problems or who have gotten into trouble can still go to for an education. But all of Finn's friends were afraid to talk to him. Yeah, pretty much. I was on everyone's blacklist. It's I, I wouldn't even wish it on my own worst enemy. It, it sucks when one day you're you're laughing with the with these people. You're you're talking to them, and then it seems like they don't know you. So now with this new supervillain persona labeled on me, no nobody wanted to associate with me. It, it was back to square one again. A year goes by, my lawyer calls, hey, have you gotten a letter? No, I haven't gotten a letter. 
we thought it was over with. We thought, you know, nothing's going to come of it because they had told us um, juvenile court doesn't take this long to process cases. Another year comes and goes by. I come home one day after school and my sister comes in with this paper. She's like, this is for you. I open it and it's a court summoning. I'm like, oh, two years and they're now wanting to send me to jail? I was prepared on day one. Why Why two years? So I, I called my mom. You know, you could tell in his voice, like his heart just sunk. And so did mine. I was scared. Like, why wait so long? He was actually doing very good at the alternative school. Like, he's passing all of his classes. He had gotten a job. I mean, all on his own. He was just doing so much better. The court date comes. Finn and his mom and his lawyer sat on one side of the courtroom. On the other side was the principal, district attorney, and some members of the Board of Education. From what was said in the court, apparently in my my county, I'm the first person to ever been there for um, computer hacking. Finn pled guilty, and the judge convicted him of a felony. He didn't have to serve time because of the fact that in that time, the two years, he had gotten a job, maintained that job. Um, They didn't want to interfere with him being productive. I have to pay restitution, which is $1,300. I had six months that I could not be on social media. Every time I'm on the internet, I have to be uh, supervised. Honestly, you would think as a parent that I would be relieved and um, happy and like, okay, he didn't serve jail time. But part of me still feels like maybe he should have served a weekend just because you need to feel it in order to know that this is a real, real consequence. I wouldn't say I felt bad because that would imply that I feel bad that about the entire thing, I feel like. The principal, of course, is livid um, because he wanted him to serve jail time. So I did apologize for bringing him into the situation, but I didn't necessarily apologize for the hack. Do you think it was a success, the hack? Let's see, yeah. I mean, it did what it was supposed to do, which was bring attention to the security holes and um, make the IT department more aware that their systems were open. Schools are vulnerable just as much as companies are, too. If you wouldn't want Facebook to be releasing your data, why would you want public schools to be doing the same? But you, when you put everyone else's info out there, like, did everyone else deserve to get exposed? Um, looking back on it now, being older and a little bit wiser, no. I think that's probably my, my biggest regret is bringing innocent people into it. So it's one thing I definitely don't think I should have done. That hack pretty much made me into who I am today, a computer hacker who's constantly looking for companies who will give him at least an internship to do the thing that he loves the most. Because honestly, I, I don't want to be the black hat. I don't want to be that... That guy who's always on the bad side of the spectrum. I want to be the good guy. You don't want to be black hat, but you still are kind of gray hat. And even some of the stuff I'm seeing with you online, 
But some of the conversations on Twitter seem to be weird. Am I, like, am I, should I be worried about you? Like, are you still doing things that are not smart <laughs> or that are, that are illegal perhaps or, or just dumb things online? I, I've done a, a lot of and said a lot of really, really stupid things to somewhat flex. Um, yeah, there's definitely times where I'll be in the uh, black hat scene and I'll be like, oh man, I, I really want to join you guys. And then I, have to you know somewhat like back off a little bit and and what what is it that stops you from joining in um it's just the thought that i, I kind of got off really really lucky so it's just thinking like if i mess up once it, it could be fully game over so just trying not to make that mistake again A huge thank you to Finn for sharing his story. This piece was adapted from the podcast Darknet Diaries and produced by Jack Resider. Found online at darknetdiaries.com. We highly recommend this podcast. You can find a link to the full story. It's called Finn. It'll be on our website at snapjudgment.org. The original score was by Renzo Gorio. It was produced by Jack Resider with assistance from Nancy Lopez.